be simply me, no matter what, nothing else matters. The podcast for personal inspiration, being you again and we much more, simply you, no matter what, nothing else matters. Self-love savage and author Nicole C. Ayers is a dynamic and engaging speaker who's not afraid to get vulnerable and real about her personal journey to love herself. She's a strong voice for female empowerment and the freedom it brings. Audiences will feel like they've gotten a warm hug and shared a private love with a close friend, but most importantly, they leave with transformative tools to get to know themselves. Nicole is an award-winning author of Love Notes, to my body, which was recognized as one of the 2020's best life-changing books and its two body-positive companion books. She's been invited by local and national media to speak about the importance of body acceptance and she encourages everyone to disrupt the narrative that tells them they and the body are not enough, just as they are. Welcome, Nicole. I'm totally thrilled that you had my podcast and that we are talking today about be simply you. Wanna just begin right away? Who are you? What are you doing? Well, I am Nicole C. Ayers and I am a self-love sage. I am on a mission to invite every woman whose path I cross to disrupt that nasty grand narrative that often runs in our heads that tells us we are not enough of this or we are too much of that and to change that conversation and to really start to accept ourselves Mm -hmm. to respect ourselves and to love ourselves more i love it and because it's just a huge topic out there and even after the emancipation it was like are we our body it's not it's not our body anymore that's the feeling what i have when you look into magazines or in the tv and movies and everywhere we have to be kind of Barbie. Yes. So in two, I think it was 2019, so last year, the diet industry alone spent like $72 billion on advertising. Whoa. Right? Okay. Right. So, you know, we are inundated with these messages that we all have to look a specific way in this really narrow ideal. And for some of us who don't fit in that ideal at all, you know, that can be a really difficult, traumatic kind of thing to try and figure out, well, well, who am I in that? You know, and for the folks who do fit in that ideal, it's also a struggle because then there's this intense pressure mm-hmm. to maintain and, and be a certain way. Um, and like I said, and that is my, my message is to let's stop doing that, right? We need other voices saying, no, actually, it's okay to just be you mm-hmm. and, and to embrace who you are. Mm-hmm. And, and I, so, you know, I, and I realized this for myself a handful of years ago now, I was just really struggling with who I was. And, and, and I kind of woke up to the realization that I was really, really mean to myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it had just always been a part of my everyday life. I just thought that's what it was supposed to be like. Like we were supposed to be our own critics and, and always sort of pushing for something better or more. 
but it wasn't sustaining me. I was just so unhappy with that. And I have two daughters. And when I realized how much I disliked my body in particular, I was horrified because I see how miraculous their bodies are and they are. And I never wanted them to feel about themselves the way I was feeling about myself. Mm-hmm. So I decided I had to do something to change the way that I felt about myself after this kind of lifetime of conditioning. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, it's for me interesting. I, had, uh, I was overweight as a child and I, I lost 20 kilos and that, then I got an eating disorder. And for me, this topic is like more than 20 years um, yeah. just accompanying me. And I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm not the only woman out there. Oh, by no means. And for me, it's like the young girls out there, the teenies, it's like they have so many challenges and having a positive body image, it's not possible anymore. I think it's way much more difficult today than in my teens. How do you sure. see it yourself? Yeah, it absolutely, it is so hard because, well, first off, you speak to something, you know, you said you're not the only woman. I don't know of a single woman who hasn't struggled with her body and the image of her body in some fashion. Mm. And when I talk about the women, I'm not just talking about the women I know in my personal circles, I'm talking about celebrities and, you know, women who are, who are brave enough to talk about these things. But, you know, it's like every woman is struggling with the way that we look and the way our bodies are. So it's a universal topic, unfortunately. And it is really hard today with social media being so accessible and with those diet and beauty industries spending such large sums of money. You know, our our youngest girls are growing up in, in this like fertile field of comparison. Mm. And I think that is what makes it so hard. So we need more voices who are willing to speak out and show them alternatives, mm-hmm. right? We, we can't change their own minds, but we can show them examples of women who are choosing a different path mm-hmm. and, and letting them see like, oh, it would be okay if I actually liked myself just like I was. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, because I'm also totally for the first couple of years in body positive image. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, because for me, it's like we got institutionalization. We are just business. And for me, my question is, how did you learn to love your body? Well, it is a work in progress. <laughs> I will tell you, I'm still learning it. Uh, but for me, I used writing. Mm-hmm. as a way to really foster my healing path. I, I've always been someone who enjoyed journaling. I like to really spend time with my thoughts. And I knew I needed something concrete to do. Once I had awakened to this idea that I was not happy, I wasn't okay with my body and how much I disliked it, it I, I needed something to do physically. And I was like, well, what am I going to do that how do I fall in love with myself? And I remembered when my husband and I were engaged, I spent a year keeping a journal um, to him and I gave it to him as a wedding gift. And it was part of like, of how I I fell in love with him and in our story. And I was like, Oh, well maybe I could just write love notes to my body. 
because it's really hard to hate something that you're sweet talking. Mm -hmm. And I needed, but I needed it to also be really simple. So I didn't put a lot of rules around it. I just got a journal that I really loved um, that I thought was pretty and that pens that I like to write with. And I would sit down, you know, about every day, um, you know, not, you know, there were days, of course, I took breaks, but, and I would just sit down for a couple of minutes and I would write a love note to a different body part. Mm -hmm. And the reason I chose different body parts versus, writing just dear body was because that still felt overwhelming to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I couldn't go from hating my body to loving my body. Like that felt, it's really disingenuous. It wasn't authentic or real. And the idea of writing to this, you know, my body was too much. And so I was like, well, maybe I can just make it even easier and smaller. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did. I would write to my nose and I wrote love letters to my pinky toes and to my knees and, all of my different body parts. And some of those notes were really fun and full of gratitude and they were easy to write, mm -hmm. you know, because I had positive associations with those parts. And then of course there were parts that were really difficult to write to mm -hmm. because like my belly, um, you know, so many women struggle with what their bellies look like. Um, me included with my knees. I've had four knee surgeries. And so mm -hmm. I felt betrayed by my knees for a lot of my life, you know? And so those were difficult notes to write and they actually turned into letters <laughs> because they got so long, but, but that's, I was having a conversation and I was talking about the difficult things and the parts that were hard and getting really curious about why I disliked those parts or why I was angry or why I felt betrayed. And it just transformed the way that I started to treat myself. And that of course rippled out into how I allowed other people to treat me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and at the same time I discovered an embodiment practice, a movement practice that really encouraged me to be in my body versus in my head all of the time. And the journal note writing combined with that movement practice was just rocket fuel for me. It's beautiful. So you found yourself your own way how to, to love every single day, actually your body more and more. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I didn't go from, you know, I did, it wasn't an instant transformation into mm -hmm. love. Um, at first it was just acceptance, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, dear belly, I don't like you. I would like to like you, but I don't, and that's okay. I accept you as you are, mm -hmm. you know, but then from there I was able to, to, to grow some genuine affection for my body and, and to be filled with gratitude for all the miraculous things that it does every single day to keep me alive. Mm -hmm. so. What is your opinion about, I mean, I'm in Austria, you're in America. We grow up with different values, with different backgrounds and with different also point of view about women and their bodies. Do you think that like the beliefs, cultures, and, and also how men act towards you or others influence the way uh, we see each other or we see ourselves? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There was a study that was done on a culture who, um, it was an island culture, one of, I think, the Polynesian islands, 
and they didn't have um, like cable television until I want to say, you know, like the 1990s or something mm -hmm. like that. I may, mm -hmm. I may not get quite all these facts, right? I can find this study and send it to you though. Um, and they had a really low rate of eating disorders in their, mm -hmm. their teenagers and their young women. And within like just a couple of years of the advent of cable television, the number of women and girls who were suffering from eating disorders and who viewed their, their bodies um, with hate, where before it had always been acceptance, those numbers skyrocketed. So yeah, okay. it absolutely, the, the messages that we're getting, the values that we're raised with, impact how not only we see ourselves but how how we not only how other people see us but also what we think we're entitled to say to other people mm -hmm. about their bodies or the decisions we think we're allowed to make for other people in their bodies um, so learning to be sovereign in ourselves to accept ourselves as we are is liberating not just for us, but for other people too, because we stop making judgments about what they should be doing or how they should be moving and let them make those decisions for themselves. Mm -hmm. When was your, uh, I call it the be simply me aha moment in your life? It came for me around the really contentious political season in um, 2015-2016 when the the rest of the country um, you know Donald Trump was running for the first time and he a story broke that he had bragged on television about um, grabbing another woman mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and that moment was devastating for me um, because I had been a woman who had been grabbed more than one time without my consent. And that was like my aha awake moment. I was like, whoa, this is not okay. This world isn't okay. This isn't the kind of place that I want to be living in. What do I want to do to make it different? Mm -hmm. And so I started thinking about like, what is my own community? Where can I make change? And I began to volunteer more. And I was doing just some other things, but I still was really beating myself up a lot about how I looked and how, you know, my, my weight or whether or not I was exercising appropriately or what I was eating and all those kinds of things. Um, and I had an idea during all of that going on, though, to write a different kind of book. Because when people would hear I was volunteering or things I would do, it they would say, that's so great. I really wish I could do that, but I just can't. And I was like, of course you could. You know, it, it's not, you know, people are really intimidated a lot of times to get involved and to actually show up and, and volunteer in places and things like that. And I was like, no, like everyday ordinary people mm -hmm. are the ones who often make change just little by little, ripple by ripple. And my idea for that book was going to be one that encouraged people to get out there and, and to create those ripples and those differences. And always in my mind, I thought, you know, we start with, we make change for ourselves and then for our families, you know, our neighborhoods and our communities, and then sometimes in, in larger, larger circles and communities. Mm -hmm. But I kept getting stuck 
in that very first circle of we make change for ourselves. And I realized, and that's when I was like, whoa, I'm really not living in a way that I'm proud to live in, in terms of how I'm treating myself. Mm-hmm. And so that was sort of my second aha moment. And that's when I got really serious about making a change mm-hmm. for myself. And, and then the work that I was doing, just realizing again, how universal this is for, for women and for girls of all ages. Beautiful. Wanna just give the audience uh, more details about the website and how they can reach you and also about your book. Is your book already released? Yes. um, It's actually a set of three. So so find me at my website, nicolecayers.com. That's N-I-C-O-L-E-C-A-Y-E-R-S.com. That's the, that's a great place to just, you can find my email there and I welcome emails. I always answer them. You can find my Instagram handle there because I do a lot of conversation on Instagram as well. And you can find the books. Love Notes to My Body is the anchor text. And it is literally those journal notes that I was writing. A a few months into that practice, I I heard a a loud whisper, a a nudge, if you will, that this wasn't going to be just for me anymore, that I really needed to share the message. And so my very talented um, friend and artist um, illustrated them. This is the Dear Hands note. And as it's, it will only a podcast, but we will give all your links and yes, also the link to yes. the book uh, to the to the podcast. And I can tell you for everybody because I saw now that the book it's just beautiful. It, it, it's it's beautiful. It's just yeah. I like Micah. It. Micah was the illustrator, and I always once I decided this would be a book um, to, uh, full of love notes to my body. There's over, uh, you know, almost 55, I think love notes in there to different body parts. I knew I wanted it to be illustrated so that we could visualize. And, and, and there's all different sorts of, of women and sizes and shapes and skin tones and textures and all those great things that make us all so unique. Mm-hmm. And, um, that is the main anchor text, but like I was telling you, some of my, my notes turned into really long letters mm-hmm. and were gritty at times because this is real tender work when we start to dig into our wounds and what's hurting us, especially around our bodies. There's mm-hmm. a lot to do there. And so I ended up writing an essay collection called Love Letters to My Body, um, where I did did dig a lot deeper and talk about my healing processes and awarenesses I was having and understanding what wounds I had that even some of them were from childhood, mm-hmm. you know, and things like inhaling that. And then the third book, because I wanted people, if they felt inspired that this might be a practice they could try, um, I wanted to give them a way to do that. And so I created a guided journal as well. Beautiful. I like it. There is one last question because it's a topic actually in Austria as well. It's about eating disorder uh, uh, with boys and men, yeah. especially, yes, in the gay community, it's a bigger topic, but also with boys uh, and it, the awareness that they also have uh, eating t- challenges to media, to all the society and everything else. How do you perceive it in America? Oh, I think that it's rampant in America as mm. well. Um, and maybe... I do think that there are eating disorder issues in our, um, with our, our men and our boys too, but we also see it in the terms of the use of steroids and 
you know, weightlifting and things like that. Not that weightlifting can't be a healthy activity. It can be absolutely, but yeah, we see it in a lot of toxic ways here as well. Um, you know, and, and it's kept very secret. I will say that every man that I've spoken with about the books um, has said that, you know, as soon as I start to tell them it's these books are for women to help us disrupt the, the narratives around our bodies, you know, being sources of shame and, and pain and that kind of stuff. The men have every single one, every time I said, you know, men have these problems too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, you absolutely do. And my invitation to them has been to, to write these own love notes. You know, I'm, I'm having my experience in this life is in a woman's body. And so that's all that I can really speak to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do see that men are also struggling with this. And I've invited every man, you know, you can do this process this note writing process for yourself and it too. And and maybe you'll be the one that'll write the book and have, you know, this message for the men as well. Beautiful. Uh, Beloved listeners, I'm totally excited and happy having Nicole here at my podcast because this topic is also a hot topic of mine for years. Uh, If you want to reach out, I will give all the details uh, to the podcast so you can reach her out. And I'm totally happy that you were at my podcast, that we had this conversation. Please go on with your mission and vision because this is more important than ever. And I'm pretty sure you can inspire a lot of women and a lot of girls out there. Thank you very much. Well, thank you so, so much for the opportunity to to chat with you and to just share this mission with your listeners. I really appreciate you being here. You simply are more than you think, but feel, see, hear, and know.